Cybercast. Een podcastserie over security, networking en AI. Cybercast. Cybercast is een productie van Nomios en Juniper Networks. Enabling the AI-driven enterprise. Welkom bij Cybercast. Welcome to this uh, Cybercast at Nomios about the sustainability in IT. Uh, this Cybercast will be in English. Uh, because we here have today here Karsten Reuzevel. I will introduce you later. You're from German background, so it will be easier for you to do this uh, podcast in, uh, in, in the English language. Um, I'd like to discuss with you, because sustainability is becoming more and more a topic in our society, but also in the IT industry, that's no exception. In this Cybercast, I'd like to discuss with you what sustainability in IT means and what the challenges and opportunities are there to create uh, and where we can move on. Uh, joining behind the microphone is, uh, uh, of course, Karsten uh, uh, Reuzenheuvel, your managing director of EANTEC. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's the background of EANTEC? Well, the, the real acronym stands for European Advanced Networking Test Center. And, uh, that we says it all, testing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we are an independent test lab based in Berlin in yeah. Germany. We've been active for 20 years testing uh, enterprise and service provider networks. Thank you very much. And welcome. And on the, behind the other microphone is uh, Michel Geenser, your customer CTO of the Dutch market, the NL market. For Nomios. For Nomios, yep. welcome. Thank you. Uh, joining us about sustainability. Uh, I'd like to examine you... Uh, Specifically, how energy consumption of networking and cybersecurity equipment uh, impacts the in, not only the environment, but also what step organizations can take to make their IT operations more sustainable. Um, Michel, if we're talking about IT sustainability, what does that mean for you? Well, maybe one step back. So we started a sustainability program with Nomios and first started to do the easy things like... Uh, Uh, solar panels uh, on your roof and drive electric cars, but that's not making a huge dent in what in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, this is quite limited. So the next step, which we were looking at, is okay, how can we change or improve uh, sustainability for our customers? And because as Nomios, we serve a lot of customers in, yeah. the, in the Netherlands. Uh, we do two things, yeah? networking and security. So we've been focusing on the equipment and which we sell uh, to our customers. Everything that, that Nomios uh, uh, manages, installs with their customers. Correct. Which is mainly networking equipment and cybersecurity, of course. Yeah, cybersecurity. And sometimes that's appliances and sometimes it's virtual stuff. Yeah. Uh, virtual stuff, that's a different uh, topic, but we've been, uh, at the start, we've just been focusing on, the, let's say, the hardware we're selling to our customers or we're delivering or testing, etc. And of course, there will be differences. And one of the main differences could be in the energy consumption, because you can do, you can transfer a terabit of traffic using a certain amount of watts, or you can do the same with yeah. a different vendor, different equipment, and you maybe you require more. But watts. it makes it make very practical. Because if we were talking about sustainability about three, four years ago, uh, it would all be about being green. It would be more like in, in Dutch, it would be MVNO. I wouldn't even know the English term for it, but like be, being uh, uh, sustainable, sustainable, uh, sustainable uh, to the environment and responsible to the community. Uh, but now you're already talking about the energy bill. Of course, for everyone at home, uh, it's now very uh, detectable what happens if you leave the light on. Um, that's, that's a move, isn't it, Karsten? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think to some extent, of course, the sharp increase in the energy costs in Europe, across Europe, especially in Germany, has been a, a wake-up call. It's just as worse as here. <laughs> I, I think it's maybe worse, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it has been a, a true wake-up call, not only from the price. Yeah, from the cost, but also like understanding how much uh, energy is wasted right now, right? And I think uh, there have been a number of international and European standards efforts over the years, like greenhouse gas emissions yeah. protocol and so on. And uh, they have been more or less in the background. And now suddenly they're appearing in the foreground. And really everybody starts thinking about when they build out a new data center, when they buy new routers, when they buy whatever kind of new equipment, how sustainable is it? And it's not only that they want to save money, uh, it's also that their investors and customers are asking for it, right? They're, so, they're so, requiring it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, young people will probably soon go into the T-Mobile shops in Germany or maybe in the Netherlands and, well, and, and ask, like, hey, if I buy this uh, tariff plan, can I actually, can you ensure that it's green? It's zero carbon emission. And, and it's a, uh, there is a monetary focus yeah. and there is also non-monetary. But what, what are now uh, nowadays the challenges for sustainable uh, uh, sustainability in networking communications? Is that something different? Well, one of the challenges is that you cannot really compare between different vendors. So if you... Well, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, if I buy a, a, a networking solution from vendor one... And uh, they have these data we sheets. We won't, which, won't call, call names out now. <laughs> yeah, I won't call names. But they have data sheets and say, well, we'll, we'll use this much power in certain conditions. And if you compare it with a data sheet from a different vendor, they will also have a data sheet, but it is not in the same conditions. They're, they're not, they're so they're so not you cannot compare it. Comparable. So and, if and, you buy a fridge in the, in the shop, there's this nice uh, eco design uh, with an A or A plus or a B. There's nothing like this in the in the networking in network. uh, market. And then are these data specs uh, truly what they what they promise you? It's a bit like buying a car. Yeah. You always get a mileage on it. Yeah, that's that's one plus, aspect. But also, if if you test it, for instance, in 25 degrees environment, or you test something in a 40 degrees environment, it will be it will be different. If you use if you test it using an a uh, hundred gig pluggable versus an, uh, a, a copper cable, the impact is going to be. But then the challenge is, if you're buying the, this equipment or you're, you're running this equipment, you can't go for the data sheets or the information that's given you by the vendor. Correct. You really should examine it yourself. That's where you come in, Karsten or not? Exactly. But <laughs> the problem is, if everybody examines the power efficiency themselves, it's going to be a huge investment, right? If you can, with a lack of any standard or any global or you know overarching testing program usually enterprises and so as well as resort to acceptance tests so that means they actually need to go into a lab they need to find a lab test it themselves and that's a huge investment and also delays projects so it's much better to so-called upstream it and to say we we create something which is comparable and agreed and and, and, and be sure the average uh, CIO is not interested uh, immediately in testing the energy consumption, but is in, in, in the solution. That's his first priority, isn't it? Yeah, well, of course. The, the, the result is more important than the process. For yeah, them. but on Michel the other is, end... Michel does not agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the other end, we, we do a lot of uh, tenders and RFPs for, for customers and sustainability and also the energy consumption question in there is popping up more and more often. I hardly see any... Uh, RFPs, eh, requests yeah. for proposals uh, from customers without 
sustainable component in there. And they always want to know how much power is this equipment using. What and at the moment, we cannot really answer that. We can only say, well, the data sheet says this under certain conditions. So we cannot really advise our customers on this aspect. And that's something which is a bit like a thorn in our side as well. We want to be yeah. able to do this. But you wouldn't be behind this microphone if there was not something or a plan or a, uh, uh, an idea to change it, isn't it? Yeah, we've worked for more than a year, meanwhile, to create a program, uh, including a detailed test plan, use case-based, requirements-based, not just product-based, yeah. uh, to, to really evaluate the power efficiency of routers and networking equipment in a reasonable and comparable way. But it's, uh, this is just a joint idea of Nomios and EANTC? Yeah, exactly. And our role here at ENTC is to prepare the test plan and to set up the program because we are experienced with certification programs. We've been vendor, vendor neutral all all time. Um, and Nomia's role, Michel, if you want to. Yeah, well, how's your responsibilities <laughs> divided between the, two, between the two of you? Well, so we, we've put you separated, yeah, one yeah. and a half meters about. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it actually started within Nomios. Yeah, they started within Nomios, but I knew Karsten and ANTC from my previous job. Uh, and we used them uh, to actually test equipment for different vendors. So I said, okay, this is something we should involve these guys in. And yeah. uh, Karsten was quite enthusiastic when we, we told this idea because, yeah, apparently we're not the only party, or not, let's say, we're not the only party who have customers who see this as a challenge. So the uh, current idea is that. Uh, Nomios will act as an uh, independent or not as a, yeah as an independent test facility, so we can test this for customers uh, or vendors if they want to be on the list, if they want to be tested against these conditions, we can we can do this. Uh, by the way, I'm even more enthusiastic. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> so your your role is testing, indeed. And, and and the role of Nomios is bringing it to the market. No, it's, it's a customers. little more. It's a little more complex. Yeah. Okay, yeah. make make <laughs> elaborate on that. So the the program will be owned is or is owned by EANTC. Yep. Uh, they will they have developed the pro, the the program, the testing procedures, uh, all the environmental. Uh, uh, for instance, it needs to be tested at 25 degrees uh, uh, Celsius, things like that. Uh, they've created. Uh, the traffic generator profiles, a lot of technical stuff. And as Nomios, we'll try to involve our customers, and the vendors which we have as Nomios, and we'll actually do the actual testing. Okay, that's also my question. Uh, who are you targeting? We, we want to build an ambassador uh, group. So we yeah. want to, to get a lot of well, large customers uh, which we have in the moment, we want them involved, and uh, we've already discussed this with some of them, and all of them are quite enthusiastic. Customer level or customers? Level? Yeah. And we also want to get the vendors involved because, yeah, we need both, right? We need customers asking this in RFPs. Uh, I want to test it against or, or according to this certain test process, yeah? the ENTC test uh, energy process. Yeah. Uh, that should be standard that, in all RFPs. Yeah. <laughs> is is that that way of testing? Is that certified? Is the uh, Well, we, we will start creating our own certification, okay. right? It's, a, it's going to be an ENTC slash Nomios testing program. And uh, once it grows, then we always have the option to standardize it and to expand it to more system integrators. This is on the practical side. How does it work? What happens? Well, so, so uh, of course, the test planning, uh, plan creation is a generic task that we have done in the past year together uh, with, uh, with a pilot router that was under test, but it's not published yet. 
And uh, once the test plan has been defined, then it should be applied to all sorts of equipment to create this apple-to-apple -apple comparison. Yeah. We need to test everybody along the same standards, right? And then uh, we just get some equipment, let's say a pizza box router for the data center. We connect it to a test equipment from our partner, Spiron Communications, in this case, who's providing the testing gear. Yeah. And uh, then we're running the predefined test cases and present the results to the vendor, just making sure that it doesn't look odd to them. And that's it already. So that should be a rather kind of industrial yeah. process. It should be very quick. On our side, uh, we've been automating the test execution to make it as efficient as possible to lower the barrier of participation. Yeah. It's not the point to make a lot of money for us here. The point is to push through as much equipment as possible to really create, to create, really create a transparent market. And that's also something we can play a role in because we see a lot of equipment go through our warehouses for customers. We have a lot of equipment on stock for spares or yeah. just on stock for uh, to deliver in the future to uh, to new customers. And we could use that equipment to also do some how testing, you, start how, building a database, let's say. How are your vendors responding to this? Well, there's a program. bit of a challenge there because they're scared, I think. <laughs> a lot of them are scared because they don't want to be compared. They don't want to be compared. That's not unusual, right? No? So because it's new or because they're... Because any certification in the first place is a barrier to sales for a vendor, right? We only know the successful established certifications. If you think about the CE sign that's on your iPhone or whatever, yeah. right? That's accepted because for many reasons. The certification has proved to be right. good or yeah. it has been mandated by the government, you know, whatever. But in, the, in this process of creating a certification program, uh, the vendors typically try to avoid it. Because they have to suddenly comply to something. They have to publish the real numbers, right? To my thing, <laughs> that, that sounds silly. Because if you have your certification in order, yeah, uh, you have an extra stamp or sticker to, to show that you're on the right side. If you can pass it. But the problem is it's so early for router energy efficiency that um, most vendors are not prepared yet. So there are new developments in hardware which are extremely energy efficient. When, when will this change, do you guess? And it's not just a pass, right? They will get a real number in certain condition X. Yeah. We use this much watts, uh, 700 watts, and a different vendor will maybe have 650. So they will score better, right? And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid I think. Of, they're afraid of, they think they're afraid of the competition. Well, they're, I think they're afraid that they don't know they're going to be a number on the top one spot. And let's not forget, energy if consumption is a hardware factor, right? Of course, there are, there are many aspects that contribute to it. Yeah. If you have a system that has very inefficient algorithms, it's kind of expensive programming, if you say, right? You, well, anyway, so not to go too much into detail, but, but most of the aspect of um, power usage is hardware. So it's not so easy to change. If a, if a vendor discovers my router is not as efficient as my competitor's router, they need to go back to the design phase, yeah. design some new hardware or like throw out the old Broadcom chip or whatever, right? Build a new thing and that takes two or three years. Yeah. So it's it's not that it's easy to fix it. If we would create a certification, let's say about cybersecurity malware attacks yeah, and, and they fail, they can just program it and fix it. In but there's a few difference weeks. between certification, you get a stamp, you're, you're approved or not approved or it's, it's like what you're doing, uh, 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 testing, mm. giving out a report and saying this, this is the amount of watts they're using an hour. In a certain uh, test condition? In a certain yeah. test condition that gives, gives a ranking, but that does not mean anything there about a certification that you can't sell the product. No, the only certification which you got is you've been tested according to this you've testing test, process. Te right? Testing process, and, this, yeah. uh, and, and these are... And we'll, we'll not just be testing uh, one scenario, because 
we think and, and, and we know there are going to be differences as well. It could be that vendor one is going to be the most efficient in a certain scenario, and another vendor could be more efficient in another scenario. So it's going to be also for the customers really interesting because at the moment everything just looks at a single testing scenario, and they yeah. all have different testing scenarios, of okay. course, all these vendors. And so we're okay. going to really we're, we're, peel off the onion to make. To, to, to provide better insight. But this this all starts with the RFP, with the request for, for proposal, which is almost always uh, 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 written by consultants. Well, not always. They always hire consultants for, for large... Uh, it depends on, on what, on what, what customers. Size, right? what so size? the communication service providers write them often themselves, yeah. and the ITs, uh, especially the medium-sized ones, let them write by Gartner or other uh, consultants. By consultants. Are, if these consultants are... Uh, Putting in requests like this or uh, limitations? Well, it, it helps if you can start talking, of course, to large customers, uh, the large enterprises and large telcos in the Netherlands, and we we see we make them see that this is really beneficial for them to also include in their uh, RFPs. Because then they will edit, and it doesn't matter if they edit or let the consultant edit, doesn't really matter, right? And, and the market is changing very, very quickly, right? Greenhouse gas, gas emission um, planning has only been a topic for manufacturing companies yeah. so far, but now with a so scope three edition, it's becoming a topic for everybody, including the large enterprises who want to be sustainable in their in their uh, investment reports. Can, can you give a percentage how much energy you could uh, save? Uh, by using the right equipment or uh, looking at legacy equipment that is using a lot of energy? Is, is, there, uh, is there a business case to be made? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, so f uh, going to from one previous generation to the next generation, we've seen an increase in, in energy efficiency of like half of the power is being saved, right? And that has to do, however, with the increase of speeds. And that's one of the dangers, you know. People used to drive small cars and now they drive SUVs and they still take the same amount of gas. <laughs> that is so much more efficient, but it doesn't reduce the consumption. So we have to make, we have to be careful that with an upgrade from, let's say, 10 gigabit to 100 gigabit Ethernet, it's not just so much more efficient, but still using the same amount. Mm -hmm. But these are all considerations also like how to design the network to be most efficient not just to create a full full blown three tier tree structure no. but maybe to also design it more efficiently and that's Nomeo's side my question was when we started this cyber cost why should enterprises and service providers care it's just money uh, yeah money <laughs> well that's one aspect right the other one is the, the, tick, the tick in the box that they are taking the shares they're looking into this because yeah, a lot of investors ask this also, right? And also, like uh, Carsten said earlier, if you want to work for someone who's not looking at this, yeah, as, a, as a young person who's just entering the, 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 the market, ah, who do you want to work so for? It, it has an economical <laughs> and, a, uh, uh, and an impact. Uh, it has an impact, yeah. Aside on it. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're currently running a test program that's also published uh, annually with 17 leading vendors in our lab. And we have an existing air condition in our lab and we figure it's it's almost always the, the vendors take more power, right? Because every time they come with 25 gig, then 100 gig, now 400 gigabit Ethernet ports, like one port, 400 gigabit Ethernet. And of course that takes more power, right? So the yeah. density of the equipment increases, which means it's not only a question for data center operator to upgrade their routers. Also, they probably need to upgrade their air conditioning if it's not sustainable, if it doesn't take so much less energy compared to the previous generation. 
You understand? Because yeah, there's yeah, yeah, there yeah. more heat created in the same I, I, I'm space. Ju- I'm just <laughs> guessing how, how much difference is there then? Is, is it a, a multiplier or is it so much percent that it's more... You mean the increase from 10 gig to 400 yeah, gig, for instance? For example. Well, uh, it, it depends on the optics and on the on the layout of the network. Yeah. There's but, a lot um, of factors. Previously, in, yeah. previously, one optical uh, pluggable, like one SFP, could take two watts. You know, some time yeah. ago, and now they can take 20 watts. Yeah, 26 that's, even. I that's think, that's the budget. Yeah. Of course, not everybody will take 26 watts in every port and so on but you see there's a potential of a tenfold increase and we 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 have targeted our own data center for five kilowatt per rack that's already not too bad i would say but now you need to go for 10 or more kilowatts per rack and of course that also needs to be cooled Um, if we look into the future uh, uh, when will these be normal requirements uh, customers asking for it uh, vendors aligning to it a couple of years I think Earlier? in five years, because because yeah. we need time. to accelerate so much on the sustainability of our infrastructures. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We'll keep you watching you. Uh, if there are any questions, always uh, you can find uh, Michel Geensen probably on, on LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn as of well? Of course. Like Carson I'm not hiding. <laughs> not hiding. <laughs> no, but I know a lot of Germans are on Xing still. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Luckily, you're... Uh, uh, on, on, on LinkedIn as well. Thank you very much for your contribu- contribution in this... Uh, Cybercast about sustainability and especially about networking and cybersecurity equipment. Um, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Nomios is a lead plus partner of Juniper Networks. Cybercast, a podcast series over security, networking and AI. Thank you for listening to Cybercast. For more information, please check out our website, nomios.com.